Daryl Morey went on the radio and opened up about the Sixers' future. You do not want to miss what he had to say. Perfect. What is up, everybody? RB here. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know the drill by now. Hit the like button if you enjoy this content. Subscribe to the show. Ring the bell. Don't miss any of the coverage. We are breaking everything down for you 24-7. We're live every single game. Be sure to check out phillytakewithrb.com. Go check out some of our newest merch. Support the show. But, man, we just have to hop right into this one, okay? Because Daryl Morey went on the radio which feels like, I don't know, a semi-annual, maybe a monthly thing at this point. Who knows? Who knows? I feel like every time we look up more, he's going on and he's opening up, which I love. I love it as a president of operations, hearing about some of the future decisions and what these guys want to do and and where the landscape is. But man, this one's interesting. I feel like every year we have one of those interviews where we go back to later in the year, maybe at the trade deadline, we say, remember when Daryl Morey went on the radio and he said this? I think we have that one. I think we got that one. Daryl Morey went on 97.5 The Fanatic with John Kincaid, and he said a lot of interesting things. Shout out to Brian Taporic here on Forbes for putting it in an article summed up. I just want to go through what Daryl Morey had to say. Obviously, they talk about the Sixers starting off 16-7, and but listen to this. Morey says, quote, We feel very good where we're at. We are not complacent. We know we need to keep playing better, keep improving, hopefully add someone maybe significant as well with all the draft picks that we have. Now we do feel like this is the year we need to focus on. So essentially what Daryl Morey is saying here is that, yes, we are going to be driving in. We are going to be adding picks to deals. We are going to go out and make a move happen. We are not complacent. See, coming into the season, And the whole offseason, you know, the mindset was, well, we're kind of stuck in the mud with the James Harden thing, right? We can't really do that much. And we're just going to have to go into the season, make the Harden trade happen. Finally, the Clippers pulled the trigger on the deal. They got it done. And then the Sixers were like, okay, let's just throw whatever against the wall and see what sticks, right? There's not much you can do. It's early in the season. And even right now, I mean, we're still in the dry part of the season. Once we get closer to the deadline, things start happening. But You know, luckily, Joel Embiid is out here playing the best ball of his life. That's right. He was an MVP last year. He's playing five times better right now. He's absolutely been the best player in the league this year by a wide margin. Then you have a disciplined head coach like Nick Nurse, who's diligent, has these guys playing at the top of their game. Again, it's still early, though, but you have other fitting pieces like Kelly Oubre and, you know, Nico Batum around the Maxis and the Embiid's of the world. So the team's playing five right now. The Sixers, like other teams, are in wait and see mode. Coming into the year, Maury talked about, oh, we want to compete, but we're also focused on long-term flexibility, right? And he's signing centers and all this stuff. Now it's like, okay, you have a product. What can be the cherry on top? What can be the finishing piece? And he says it right here. You know, we are willing to add these assets that we got in exchange for James Harden. So this is huge, right? Maury says we need to focus on this year. There's opportunity. There's not a lot of juggernauts in the Eastern Conference. Talk about Joel Embiid. Sixers now have three future first-round picks and six second-round picks that they can offer, along with around $80 million, excuse me, in expiring contracts. However, Maury didn't make it sound as though any deals are imminent. So 
Maury doesn't make a sound that the deals are imminent right now, right? But the Sixers are lining up. They're getting ready to go in and, and weigh the market and see who becomes available, whether it's the guys in Chicago, Levine, Caruso, et cetera. Maybe it's an Ananobi. Maybe it's a, a whatever, right? A backup guard somewhere. Whoever becomes available, the Sixers are going to be involved in a lot of different trade talks because now they see the product and say, if we get another piece, we may be put over the top. Maybe we can finally get past the point that we have been stopped at for many years. Quote, especially around December, teams don't usually make big moves. Nick Nurse is already having trouble figuring out who to play from night to night just because we have a lot of really good vets, all who deserve to play. And so if we're going to add someone, it's got to be someone pretty good who's better than our first eight or nine guys, which is not easy to do. Daryl Morey is gearing up to make a trade, and it's not going to be for some Joe on the back of the bench. All right. It's either going to be a big time star, which I'm a little conflicted right now in that area. Do you go out and, you know, bring in a Zach Levine for 40 million in the next three to four years? Or do you go out and get the ancillary pieces, the role players, right? The Caruso's, the Brogdon's, you know, whoever else you want to throw in there. Do you go make a deal like that and try to upgrade around Joel and Tyrese Maxey? I think the Sixers are almost trying to build the prototype of what the Nuggets had last year in the playoffs. And I think if they can upgrade some of their rebounding, you know, maybe even at the four and get a couple more shooters or bench pieces that could really step in and be microwave scorers like a Jordan Clarkson, for example, maybe that is the route to go rather than going and overpaying, you know, a star for the next four years, right? When they already have a contract they're trying to get off of right now. So just an idea, but I think they will be open to a lot of different scenarios. I don't think they have anything concrete right now, but I do think they're already gearing up looking towards the future. Have to see how things play out. In this article, obviously, they you know they talk about Levine and, and Siakam, Ananobi, et cetera. Quote, we're looking to upgrade. We're always looking to upgrade, but we're not going to force anything if it's not there. So again, just because we get down a month or a couple weeks away from the trade deadline and this guy becomes available, but he's not the best fit, right? Or they're asking too much. Daryl Morey's not just going to bite. And we've seen that with other deals, right? He's not just going to go out there and force whatever he can just to make the fan base happy. No, he's going to wait. He's going to be patient, evaluate his options, and make the right deal. They also talk about guys like Bogdanovich from Detroit, who, in my opinion, I don't know if I'd go for that. They say the Pistons uh, wanted to shop Bogdanovich, but he's going to have a steep price. Apparently, they asked for uh, two first-round picks from a contender last season. The Sixers are definitely not doing that, and the Pistons have been absolutely awful. I'm not saying that's all on Bogdanovich, but I mean, you'd think somebody would be able to take them out of that hole. Then Daryl Morey talks about the Boston Celtics. Listen up. He says, quote, especially with Boston, I thought they did some really good offseason moves. But when we watch them and we've played them quite a few times as well, we see a team that we can beat. Obviously, they are very good. They're going to be very tough series if we get the chance to face them. But we do see them as a team we could beat. We don't see them as Golden State in 2017 or whatever. Milwaukee as well. Obviously, we've only played them once, but we feel again like that's a team we can beat. Daryl Morey sees what I'm seeing. There's no juggernauts, right? The Sixers beat the Celtics the first matchup fully healthy. Then the Celtics won shorthanded. The third matchup, everybody was injured, but the Sixers still almost pulled off a win. So Boston is not indestructible. Milwaukee and the Sixers went down 
to the final couple possessions, went toe-to-toe. Maybe if the game was officiated a little bit differently or a couple things go that way, maybe the Sixers win that game, right? There are very good teams there in Milwaukee and Boston, but they're not unbeatable, and the Sixers should have beat Boston last year, and they will have a chance this year, given their style of play, given their coaching, given Joel the way he's playing right now, Tyrese Maxey, and if they go add another couple pieces, then you start to say, okay, this depth can contend with some of these other teams. So I agree with Daryl Morey, and this is only going to be more fuel to the fire, right? Everybody coming into the year said, oh, well, the Bucks got Dame and the Celtics got Drew, so you know nobody else has a chance. But if the Sixers see an opportunity and they say, okay, we could really contend, Daryl's going to do what it takes to go out there and get another piece at the deadline. The question is, will it be a star, though? Or again, will it be more role players? As it says here, the trade market will begin to pick up steam after December 15th, which is when most of the players who signed in free agency can become trade eligible due to their contracts. But I don't think the Sixers are going to make a move, you know, in the next month or two. I think they're going to really gear up, have all these assets, have those preliminary conversations. And when the right guy becomes available, guess what? That one team goes downhill. Sixers are going to jump in. Daryl Morey knows how close this team has been, how hungry this fan base is to get over the top, to just finally get past the damn second round. And I think this could be really a year they could end up doing it, and it would not shock me at all. Give me all your thoughts down below in the comments section. Who do you think the Sixers should trade for? Give me one name, the number one priority that the Sixers should look into at this trade deadline. Give me all your thoughts down below. Appreciate you. And with that being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.